0: Episode fifty three of Last Turn. Uh, I'm Bart, and I'm joined by Evan. What's going on?
1: Hey, I'm doing nothing. I'm not even podcasting.
0: I don't know about that. Uh, I guess. No, yeah, no, you are. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I okay. So you caught me. I was actually doing two things. I'm podcasting and I'm lying.
0: Yeah. So I that's. Know you're I, I'm up
1: to a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a busy guy. It's true. There's a lot of busy guys nowadays.
0: Indeed, um so, yeah, hearthstone's a game uh a set came out, and there's some cards in it, and that's changed uh the way the metagame looks. It's
1: quite an introduction to an episode we know stick with us <laughs>
0: um so we wanted to talk about uh we wanted to talk about the metagame again in this episode, but we wanted to dive into um a very specific part of it uh so rogue is very prevalent and very strong to put it lightly uh yeah definitely so we wanted to dive into this deck a little bit um and talk about how it plays what makes it so good um the ways to play against it and generally how to approach i guess this kind of metagame but where you have one deck that is like clearly dominant um and by dominant we mean That it has uh, the highest win rate and it is like the most played deck at, you know, reasonably high ranks. And it's been like that for several weeks, at least according to BS's data. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the population, it's probably not that far off from that. And personally, I played against that deck a lot. Mm -hmm. Same. And I'm sure you have too, yeah.
1: It's a specific definition we're using, this dominant deck. It's not just winning a lot it's also being played a lot and and like you said specifically it's been number one in those two places for a meaningful amount of time that's pretty uncommon in oh, hearthstone yeah. we know that druid has done it at least once before probably for a longer period in its day but rogue's day doesn't seem to be done yet so maybe rogue will outdo jay druid this time but <laughs> either way that's it's much more of a significant, meaningful thing to talk about because surely everyone—if you haven't already played this deck, you played against it a bunch. If you're me, you've lost against it a lot. And with any number of classes, even classes and decks that are maybe meant to beat it, like um, fatigue warrior, any kind of control warrior, I believe would be be argued to be a good strategy against rogue um, in general, and this specific rogue deck we're going to talk about but i've still lost in in profound ways in spite of that so there's a lot a lot to unpack here
0: i think so um yeah it's an interesting deck i think it has like there's a lot to it uh and you know hopefully we're going to go into that but definitely um it's it is notable that this deck has been as prevalent as it is and what has had the win rate that it's had you know, relative to other decks for um for as long as it has. That that, like you said, is uncommon. Uh J druid, you know, in Frozen Throne was like the last time that this really happened. Uh it's what typically happens is that one week you have a strong a strong deck that's played a lot. And then um the next week, you know, that deck is maybe played less or it's winning less. Maybe it's played more and it's winning less. Um but the these things adjust, right? Because if something is is common, you can build decks that counter it, and then those decks become more prevalent, and so the win rate of the initial deck goes down. But uh that's not what's happened with Rogue. So uh, why is that? Yeah, what what we can that's a reasonable place to start. Um what is make it what has made this deck so resilient? What what are what strength what strength does it has does it have that has uh kept it around for so long, or what weaknesses does it lack?
1: I think the most Obvious answer to that is the the nature of the deck. We haven't even really named it yet, but you yeah. you're you're saying this is tempo rogue, yes. That is doing this, and that has been a deck before. It brings back memories of seven mana bone mayor. Oh yeah, rest in peace. And <laughs> that deck was maybe not. I don't think it pulled off the play rate accolade that this current tempo rogue has but it certainly had a very high win rate for a while yes and part of that was because it's such a, like a versatile effective strategy in hearthstone in general to be playing tempo the way rogue does which is having a good deal of minions that also take care of your opponent's minions definitely and this deck I don't think is 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 an exception, I think it also has a good deal of that, though it's kind of a mixture it's almost so it's kind of doing it a little differently because it kind of does that, but in a unique way with waggle pick and dread corsair, yeah. so sometimes maybe in the past it wouldn't have been. I couldn't have been so certain about a pair of Hearthstone cards and how often they affect a the game, but I think every Tempo Road deck is also going to use two Raiding Parties.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: yes. Raiding Party will frequently draw you one, if not two, Dread Corsairs, and almost 100% of the time will draw you Waggle Pick in the the deck that these people are playing, so... You will frequently have these two cards together, and then turn four you can play Waggle Pick, kill something, and play Dread Corsair for free. So even in that even though Dread Corsair in and of itself and Wagglepick in and of itself isn't this obvious two for one like um Vile Spine Slayer or SI seven agent. Vile Spine is not even legal. Right?
0: Yeah. So Vile that's Spine like an old
1: example. But these these obvious two-for-ones, it, it isn't that, but it still essentially allows you to do that, to put value on the board and take away from them in a very mana-efficient way.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, so Vile Spine is a great... I'm happy that you went there quickly, because I think that that is like... When when reflecting on this deck and its place in the metagame and why it might exist, I think Vile Spine is a, a very natural place to go, because... That seemed like so much of the reason that Tempo Rogue used to be strong. Um, Because Vile Spine is just, it's everything you want in a Tempo deck. It's one card that deletes your opponent's mana and takes them down a card and puts you up a minion. That's like, when you're playing Tempo game, that's like the the Golden Goose. Yeah everything you're trying to do in that deck is like a part of that, some combination of those things, and Mind does it all.
1: And as a good-sized body, 3-4 can be plenty relevant in really any point of a Hearthstone game.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about this current metagame, where 3-3 three, three is such a common and important stat line, um, you know, just three power, like, in Zilliax and in, you know, most of the offensive package of this Tempo Rogue deck in uh, SI7 Agent Dread Corsair. Like, Mm -hmm. 3-4 is pretty meaty, Um, so if you compare it to the current metagame, it'd be really good. You know, in the metagame it existed, it was also good. Uh, There was a lot of stuff that was much, like, lower to the ground, I think, back then. Um, But, uh, also, you know, minions' sizes could change because of bone mare. Um, Yeah,
1: that is probably happening less. There's also no mancer.
0: That's true. Is that, uh, that was in Kobolds, right? Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so this deck is uh this deck is really strong and I think I think that definitely going to Waggle Pick and Dread Corsair is an excellent place to go, because like you know, let's 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 think about what this as doing. Um I think that you know an alternate name for this deck is lackey Rogue, but I think that mm. Pirate Rogue would be a better name. Uh, There's a lot of pirates and they're always there. Yeah, so this this deck is at its absolute strongest when it plays a Waggle Pick on turn four and at least one Dread Corsair because that is an enormous tempo swing. Um, yeah,
1: playing Waggle Pick turn three off coin ain't bad either.
0: Yeah, that's, that is that is a great thing to do. And I mean, a great many games are decided by just having Waggle Pick and Dread Corsair. So, like, um, they're, you know, if I'm, when I'm playing that deck, if I get Preparation and Raiding Party in my opening hand, I definitely keep them.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's such a, cr- like, so that's a, excellent value that leads to this crazy tempo swing.
0: Playing the waggle pick and playing the Dread Corsair. Yeah. And um just being able to get that consistently is awesome. And like the games where you do that on turn four are really strong. Um because that's you know, we we've seen tempo decks in the past that have done well. A good example is like Secret Mage. Uh if you mm-hmm. think about Secret Mage with like the um Cabal Crystal Runner, that was really strong. That like just You know, much like Dread Corsair, that got free as you did stuff that you wanted to do. And the rest of that deck was designed around, you know, putting secrets on the battlefield, which is the thing you want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, those will screw with your opponent's game by taking them off mana, taking them off cards. And a lot of your game plan was to just play them for free. And then eventually you get crystal runners that you can use to run, you know, run your opponent over in the mid game after you've sort of locked them out of playing with a couple well-placed secrets. So... Mm -hmm. The Dread Corsair coming down uh for free after you put down a waggle pick is really similar to that in that it's just a very undercosted body that comes down after you've played a giant threat, which the waggle pick definitely is.
1: It's easy to underestimate the just pure power of the waggle pick itself, and mm-hmm. then even easier I think to underestimate how huge throwing a couple three three taunts on top of that is. It's monumental
0: it's enormous um you know especially because like this deck this deck can play some minions you know before it plays wackle pick but putting down a taunt to protect them is really good like forcing your opponent to attack one particular minion could really screw them up you know Mm -hmm. maybe you were lucky enough to play like a Van Cleef that's a six six or something and now you have a way to protect it like Mm -hmm. that is a really hard game for your opponent to win
1: absolutely
0: um and if you're lucky enough to find yourself in that situation, you're playing against like another person who doesn't have sap in their deck, then uh, you're probably going to beat them. For sure. Um,
1: also, um, Sousy Deckhand yeah. can be a removal spell. He can be a bunch of different cards. You might draw one off your raiding party. And he's definitely a much better aggressive play, hiding behind a Dread Corsair
0: it's true yeah because i mean he can feel really like derpy if you just play him on one as a two one which is a fine thing to do in some matchups um but uh you know or if you just kind of like run him out to do two face damage it's it's whatever you know he's probably toast um but yeah if the corsair is there then like he might he might actually kill something or like do some damage and then kill something or like uh you know he, he can he can do his job a lot better um but definitely, I think that I went the, one of the points I wanted to make with Cabal Crystal Runner is that like this deck has taken on um, the roguish flavor of tempo, which is having cards that do a lot of stuff and cards that sort of you know set your opponent back tempo while developing your own in SI7 Agent and cards like Backstab. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has that element, but it also has the more classic tempo element of just playing under-costed stuff and trying to get like value specifically onto the board and it does that with waggle pick which is like truly the centerpiece of the deck absolutely um it is amazing how strong that card is like just seeing it it seems strong i think that we definitely talked about it during our set review but i did not expect it to be quite as central to the metagame as it is
1: it didn't seem like it was necessarily better than true silver champion but now it definitely does
0: yeah, it's really clear. Um, and Tough I comparison it... to
1: make. Completely different classes, completely different effects. But if I were forced to, like, all right, Evan, you're gonna fight f- to survive. You're gonna either live or die. You want a true silver champion or a waggle
0: pick? I would definitely <laughs> pick the pick. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot more than trinket text. The, you can't the line of text get an extra guard. Leroy on your opponent with a true silver champion. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is that is basically the dream. That's something we also talked about during our set review is just, you know, smash your opponent with your waggle pick and Leroy twice in one turn to do a billion damage from your hand. Uh, that absolutely happens. That has ended a lot of games for me. i played this deck quite a few times. Um, a lot more often what you're doing is just uh, recurring like an SI7 agent or um, the 1-5 dude who gives you lackeys. I don't remember what he's called
1: yeah he's another I think big part of this whole thing evil miscreant that's his name
0: that's the one. so yeah. he's
1: actually in my opinion a big reason why Waggle pick is as good as it is like if Waggle pick yeah. was an a that he made an a plus or if it was an a plus he made an a plus plus because being able to get that effect for one mana is insane yeah and he often will have damage on him because he's a one five so you get to recycle some of that. And just in general, the the role evil miscreant plays in the deck is also really really big. The amount of value you get from two lackeys is extremely large, especially in this deck, especially with the ability to return the lackeys to your hand with the waggle pick. Like yeah. it all just like mixes together in, into this really powerful combo. But the miscreant himself, the the three mana one five. He plays a really big role, I think, in the deck being as good as it is. And whether you're going to call it tempo rogue or Lackey rogue or something else, you're definitely running two of him.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, it's it is it is incredibly powerful. Definitely agree with you. I think that that's like that's part of the reason why this deck is as strong as it is. Um, you know, and maybe a reasonable target in addition to waggle waggle pick if if such cards needed to be targeted by somebody for some reason. Um but uh yeah, like if you just looked at this deck in isolation and said, like, okay, well we have Pick and some pirates and we try to cheat on mana, like Paladin could do that with True Silver Champion and Dread Corsair. Paladin has done that in the past. Um mm-hmm. so but what really what really makes this deck like and just takes it over the edge is being able to use the miscreant, recur the miscreant, and like the lackeys give the lackeys themselves are really high value one mana cards. Like they are way they give you way more than one mana worth of value per lackey. Um, they're and and I'd say like on average each one is worth a card or close to a card. So,
1: so he's he's like a two for he's like a three for one because you get a one five plus two more cards that are worth a card. You can return them to your hand with the waggle pick. You can return the lackeys to your hand with the waggle pick, plus the lackeys cause one, so they're excellent for triggering all of your combo effects, yes. like on evil miscreant.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, it triggers itself. Um, and yeah, that's that was the the last point I wanted to make that that you made there is that like all those one man those one mana cards are one mana cards and Rogue loves those because Rogue has combo. So um, you also get to every,
1: discover a spell. So if like sometimes if you just need more cards in your hand, it'll, it'll hook you up there.
0: Oh man, I uh that that reminds me, I was playing a game earlier today, um and it was a temporal Mirror. So my opponent played uh, Van Cleef, and I sapped it. And mm-hmm. he played it. He played it again, and I I had the second sap, so I sapped it again. Um, and then he played sure. it again, and I discovered a sap, and I sapped it a third time.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: I did eventually beat him. Uh, and it was brought to you by SAP.
1: What's that?
0: It was it was good.
1: Brought to you by um, WhatsApp.
0: <laughs> thank you. Is no Tencent is WeChat. Brought to you by WhatsApp. I think WhatsApp is Facebook.
1: And... It's not Skype, which is what we're actually using and should actually give a shout-out to.
0: Uh, yeah, shout-out to Microsoft. You may have heard of them. Um, they used to be relevant.
1: And they they successfully purchased a very effective piece of software.
0: Yeah, called Minecraft.
1: <laughs> yes, I was about <laughs> to go there, and you beat me to it. Well played. <laughs>
0: um,
1: as, rogues yeah. do, right? yeah, oh. as rogues do, right?
0: Yeah, uh, as rogues do. Yeah, so this is a strong deck, and I think we've gone into, like, a lot of the individual components here.
1: Um, not overall... all of them.
0: No, no, certainly not all of them. The, but, uh, the... So what else is there?
1: Well, I think um, so. The lackeys also can play a role in the sort of roguish tempo effect you were talking about. Like one of them just does two damage and gives you a minion. Mm. So, or or can transform your minion. So you use it. You use your. Uh, or 1-5 to kill their guy and then transform it so you can take guys off of their board and accumulate more on on your side in one card and be very efficient. It's also deadly. There's just the hero power. Like, it's rogue. So they have the hero power. There's a predominantly powerful deck that isn't in rogue that's token druid, and having rogue's hero power against token druid is really, really good. So another reason the deck works and is as good as it is because it has an innate way to deal with something like token druid which is another strong strategy right now deadly poison will also give you tempo you get to spend just one card and kill two three health minions with something like deadly poison and you can get away with using deadly poison because you're using dread corsair um and another unique thing that makes the rogue deck, whether it's you call it tempo rogue or lackey rogue, is how much reach it has. Mm-hmm. So that's another one of those words. There's, there's like tempo and and these meta metagame and words that people use and, and some maybe too often they're describing different things with the same word. Um so the way I look at reach is your opponent has either stabilized or is nearly stabilized. Can you finish them off? If you have a right. lot of reach, you can, and if you don't, you can't. Right. So, let's examples are like the most useful thing here. Burn mage or freeze mage, a ton of reach. You know, yeah, your a deck opponent could have built with reach, huge reach, whole barricade of void lords. You know, and and just I don't care. Fireball, 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 fireball power blast. You know, and you're dead. That right. that that's like the that's top tier reach, right? Is just direct face damage. Um, face Hunter is also notorious for being having that reach because of cards like Kill Command. Their hero power, which just goes over everything's head. You know, if if you have like a great minion out, like a Nas Dormu, and your opponents at 30. But you're at six, and they're a hunter. They're just gonna. Time is not on your favor. Not in your favor in that situation. No matter what you do, unless you gain health or armor, they're gonna be able to, without putting anything on the board, finish you off. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to. They don't need tempo. At a, how much tempo do they need to win? And if they they lose control of the board, can they finish you off? It's great to be able to accumulate a ton of tempo on the board and take out your opponent's stuff and make your own stuff, which this rogue deck does. This rogue deck also has an insane amount of reach and is really good at finishing people off, even when they're either stabilized or close to stabilizing. One of the main reasons is Sap. Sap
0: is just such a good card. Yeah, Sap is, uh, is really, really important in this deck.
1: It's one of the most difficult things to play against in the the current meta I think and the more the more you're on your back foot the more devastating sap is so it's it's almost like the effectiveness of sap is being amplified by how much tempo effectiveness the deck has but it also has sap and then LeRoy and to top it all off sort of the 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 real Main source of the reach here is once again waggle pick, yeah. Because you can get all of this face damage in with this weapon. You can clear minions with it. You can bounce your Leroy back to your hand. You can play Captain Greenskin and get an extra what is it like six or seven damage off of your waggle pick, which is a lot of damage. If you're if you're if you're at six, an extra six is quite a lot. Oh yeah. So the Deck's ability and eviscerates uh, salcy deck deckhand. It's got SI7 agent. It has ways to do direct damage. It has a bunch of charge minions. It has a bunch of ways to amplify its weapons and play weapons, and it has ways to just get your guys out of the way.
0: Yeah. So it, it has. Yeah. It has it like, it all. Th-
1: this is what crushed, crushed me when I was playing warrior. Mm. <laughs> is that you think you're you think you're safe and then you're not?
0: No. It's um. Yeah, I mean sap is sap is really important for that because like it's not a viable strategy against this deck to just play a big thing and make it big and hard to kill. Like Rogue can, can deal with it. It has SAP. So um this card is like very important uh you know against would-be control decks because it keeps them it keeps them honest. It keeps them from just slamming down a taunt and then like armoring up and or drawing cards or whatever. It just means they can get right through that and smash your face with whatever they have on the board. Mm-hmm. uh and and this is a deck that can like it has a lot of damage in its cards i mean you know the lackey some of the lackeys do direct damage deadly poison south sea Deck Hand, si7 agent uh leroy jenkins these are all gonna do damage from hand uh waggle pick is basically a charge minion that you can't kill so it uh, unless you have like very specific and narrow cards um so that is a uh yeah this this is this is a deck that's filled with damage from hand mm-hmm. uh, for sure um but uh, Sap SAP kind of makes that possible. It means that, like, you can't shut it down. You can't stop it from using all of these cards to kill you.
1: Yeah, and... you can... Sometimes maybe you wouldn't want to consider a charge minion just raw face damage or a weapon just raw face damage, but with two copies of Sap. And also, you know, you, know, you can sometimes just play it for zero mana with preparation. That's pretty good, too. Also, backstab yeah. zero mana. Get get a cheap taunt out of the way that has low health. like. That helps too. It really does have an extreme amount of of face damage.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and and sap is what drives that home. I remember seeing that in like when this when the early list came out, it did not they did not include sap. Um, and you know they they quickly evolved to have sap like within the first week. But um, I remember seeing it and like really kind of questioning it. I wasn't sold on sap, mm-hmm. but I you know, decided to try it out, and, like, after playing with it a bit, uh, it's a little tough to get used to, but once you get used to this card and figure out when the right times to play it, and, like, how to use it to keep ahead, and just, like, absolutely destroy your opponent, bait them into committing and then sapping, it's just so mm-hmm. good. It is It is central to the deck. Like, it means that, um, if you do a good enough job keeping, like, your opponent's playing Hunter, and you do a good enough job of keeping their board clear of mechs so that they can't do any magnetize, like, It means that they have to commit like two cards at once from their hand to get a reasonable size minion out. And then you just sap them and like they can't win anymore.
1: You can play them into the corner. You can leave that as their only only out and then have the out to their out.
0: Yes. Uh, It's very roguish. It's extremely roguish. And I mean, you know, they have like it's, uh, you know, that 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 deck is like any, you know, sort of like tempo V tempo kind of matchup it really depends on opening hands Um but sap is like an important way to deal with uh, to deal with them coming back from behind it like prevents them from doing that and it prevents control it like it prevents control opponents from playing taunt not that there's a whole lot of that in the metagame right now but like that's in part because they're sap so
1: yeah and I don't know how much more resurrect priest would matter but it definitely is pretty brutal that it doesn't like the fact that it doesn't kill the minion is pretty important in that matchup right that's that's true another bonus like all add, add to all of the great things about sap also in this particular matchup it's it's got like a cripplingly nice piece of subtext to it
0: yeah and i think um sap also is doing a good job of keeping like blessing of kings out of the metagame Um, yeah
1: that almost seemed like it would be right back into whatever if if there were a paladin deck that was playing secrets and being aggressive or just being some kind of an aggressive paladin deck it'd be running two copies of that
0: yeah absolutely of course yeah that card's that card's fantastic and um sap just makes it irrelevant like because you know you could imagine just like starting from okay well let's take you know true silver champion captain Greenskin, two drag corsairs and two south sea deckhands and now like that's our core for a paladin deck and then of course you get a blessing of kings but then like no sap is there and like, you can't you can't beat that
1: yeah it's it basically what you're describing is like the deck we're talking about now but just worse right
0: yes Def yeah that's exactly right it, it's it's a worse version of this deck um, a version
1: of this deck that is weak to this deck <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a version of this deck that's bad against this deck. That's not a pick. good place to be. It's um, not a waggle pick. No, it's not. Uh, so this is, um, I think that that's really, like, the biggest strength of this deck is the amount of face damage it has and the amount of reach it has. So, like, it can just take all of these cards and convert them to damage. Um the mirrors tend to be incredibly explosive, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of a tempo fight, but both players are just taking damage to actually deal with the stuff that's getting put on the board.
1: And trying and then... to estimate, like, wh- like measure each other up, like, how how much face damage does he have? How much, like, how close can I get to, you know, like, 12 or something? Like, can I go to 11? <laughs> you know, like, what does this guy have in his hand? And and is sacrificing this little bit of life worth the tempo, or does he's got four cards now? I I can't go that low anymore.
0: Yeah, and it's like, like a game of chicken. It's um, yeah, it's it's very much, it's very much like a lot of it's sizing your opponent up is is really important in that matchup. Um, and a lot of like presenting, like sometimes you just have to like present that you have a particular card to force them to play a certain way, like. Um a good example of that is like if you're fighting a rogue and they uh if you have an empty board and the rogue daggers up on turn 2 and smacks your face they very likely have a waggle pick. Um cuz that is mm-hmm. like what what you would do if you had a waggle pick. Exactly. So it's uh you know it's important like if you're playing as a rogue against a rogue like to do stuff like that to force them to commit uh if you think that you can deal with what they commit, you know, you have to think about what they'd actually be playing on turn 3. Um Anyway, yeah, it's a lot of trying to think about how much damage your opponent can have uh, when you can afford to go face, because once you start going face, like your opponent has two options, they can either say like, all right, well, I'm going to go all in two and start smashing his face and I'm going to win the race, or they can think like, oh, he's going face because if he smacked me a couple more times, he can kill me with what's in his hand, so I need to kill his stuff. And if you can trick your opponent into playing from the back foot and killing your stuff, then like they're going to be using their resources to delete your minions, and you're going to be using yours to push face damage, and you're going to win the matchup.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, that that is yet another reason why breaking down this deck and really understanding it... Because you can, you can also use those strategies if you're not playing Rogue. If you're playing some other tempo deck, <laughs> maybe specifically, oh, yeah. you can be thinking about well actually if i just go face here that kind of needs that that might make them think about what they need to do in a completely different way and get them to play the way that would actually win me the game
0: yeah it's um it's important to know yeah it's it's important to know like how you have to play and like how you actually win games and like you know not playing to not lose but playing to win um these are all important concepts and like one of the best things you can do is make your opponent think that you you know control your opponent's thoughts in some way. It's just like make them think that you're doing something that you're not doing or mm-hmm. just make them think that you're doing a particular thing, whether or not you're doing it, uh, yeah. is is pretty powerful. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, I think we talked to...
0: Oh yeah. Um, so I think we talked a lot about what makes this deck strong and I think we've mentioned um, I guess actually there're maybe two cards in the deck that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, there is a uh, Myra's unstable element. Yeah, um,
1: that is. I think that ultimately just is sort of like another, like, piece of the the reach element. How how I think this so. deck has reach. I th- I think it's also also worth mentioning Togwaggle's scheme. I don't think most rogue decks are using it, but there are some rogue decks that maybe wouldn't call themselves tempo rogue but would specifically want to be called lackey rogue that use the legendary king togwaggle and also use Togwaggle's scheme and they can also have this insane amount of longevity and reach against fatigue decks and Mm. slower decks
0: so togwaggle is uh there there are some tempo rogue decks that are running togwaggle and they're just like cutting um deadly poisons basically
1: that I mean it it's so easy to get the lackeys with the miscreant.
0: Yeah, right. So it runs um it'll like go uh it'll it'll include one or two cable rats and okay. it will include Togwaggle and that just gives you like a, an incredible value that you can use.
1: It's an insane finisher. It's extremely difficult to predict. It yes. can I mean I had someone they played King Togwaggle, and then played Preparation and played one of the three mana spell treasures, and I was like, I didn't even think of that. They're just playing this insanely unfair Hearthstone card. The same turn they play this 5, and he's a 5-5. You know, other other times they they played Togwaggle, got an amazing card, and then hit me with their last durability of of Waggle (laughs) pick and put their Togwaggle back in their hand.
0: Yep, I've done that. It feels good.
1: It can be... Yeah, so not just togwaggle scheme but togwaggle himself also adds to the potential reach because not every deck maybe those are less commonly played but they're in the wheelhouse and then what your your opponent queues up you know you you queue up against your opponent and they're valera that's another thing you have to think about so we we've talked about this if if your opponent could be sporting a number of different cards and strategies that that diverge from each other how you should play against them that puts you in a worse position and it oh, yeah. makes their class and and their deck whichever one of those two divergent decks it is it makes both of them better the fact that their opponents won't be able to effectively predict the cards they're going to play and the strategies they're using and tog scheme is very very different from waggle pick or leroy jenkins or you know si7 asian is a it's an zero value card that puts things in your deck but the fact that some opponents are going to play it will ultimately have to affect how you play if you want to consistently win and even if they're not playing that the king togwaggle is going to also it's this huge amount of variance you know if if they're playing it what do they get uh so it, it it adds not only reach like like some of, there's an amount of damage that isn't gonna kill a fatigue warrior because they're at thirty armor and thirty health. Mm. And no matter how many waggle picks and Leroy Jenkins you have, you're not beating them like that. But you could still just pull off this insane thing with Waggle Pick and King Togwaggle and get multiple sets of multiple copies of multiple legendaries and win anyway.
0: Yeah, it's um Absolutely, or just like play a bunch of zero mana cards from your deck that like all do damage to your opponent's face um
1: yeah the, there's that that one spell that it's like a wand and you draw three yeah. cards and they cost zero you could play it off prep so it all costs zero um and the, another card that we didn't talk about maybe you're about to mention is fan of Knives
0: yeah that that has stopped showing up in the mainline lists uh in part because I don't think it's that good in the mirror but it is mm-hmm. a card that can be in the deck
1: and the so, in that way, it falls into this same area of because it exists, and because it could be done, it will make the decks that do or don't use it better, yeah, but basically, as token Druid, which is one of the I think the most effective counters to this deck, becomes more popular, Rogue can just use more fan of knives, which is a really good card against token Druid, which is one of the best other decks so yeah. rogue this this amazing tempo deck also as it sees fit can just include this amazingly good card against one of the other best decks in the format.
0: Yeah, it's it's um it's very strong. Like it's uh the versatile you know, the rogue class is a versatile class in general. It can do like a fair it, its cards are all really weird, but it does have access to a pretty large set of effects. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah Phantom Nice is definitely like an example of a card that's potentially useful in some environments. Uh, you know, druid being really common is one of those environments. But like right now, I think it's not the right card. Um, but it it is there and it can be there.
1: Yeah, it definitely was being included a lot more at the beginning Initially, of yeah, yeah. And and I think there was also more token druid then. And I think the fact that like it's sort of like there would have been more control decks being played when the caverns below was less nerfed. You know, mm. like, part of the reason Rogue is, is so popular and so effective is because Token Druid is popular and effective and Phantom Nights exists.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, I agree with that.
1: And the hero so... power, too. Like, the, like, I've queued up with Rogue against and, and was met with Druid and been like, uh-oh, this is gonna be tough. And I was on the play, and I just Hero Power turn two, and I just Hero Power every other turn, and there was no problem.
0: Right. <laughs> Using yeah, zero I mean...
1: Phantom Knives, not a single copy of my deck, but they just couldn't, between the Lackeys and the SI7 agents and Hero Power, they could backstab. They just couldn't get anywhere anyway.
0: Right. Yeah, Rogue is very good at keeping the board clear, um, which is like, it's it's interesting. It means that there's like certain types of decks you really can't play against it like ones that are trying to play like a fair tempo game um Mm -hmm. they'll just lose to rogue zero power and also like you know in the rogue mirror like you really don't want to play uh si seven on turn one if you're on the coin because it's gonna not si seven um deckhand because it's gonna die it's gonna
1: die the half of not a card
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna die to less than a
1: deal
0: no way less than a card um you're basically just discarding that card from your hand uh so
1: Yeah, it turns out half of zero is still not
0: very much. <laughs> it's true. Um so we've uh we've talked a lot about what makes this deck strong, and I think we've talked about all, all we've at least mentioned every single card in the deck at this point. Um but I think, but so. I think on, uh, Thug. Yeah, that that does that shows up sometimes. It's just I think insanely that, good. Yeah, it's it's good. Um I think that like not it's a real big nonbo with a uh, waggle pick. So I think that it's like not in the most That's refined list, but it yeah. does show up sometimes.
1: That's true. Yeah, like Blink Fox works a lot better, and it's also kind of safer. Like your your hench Clan Thug, if you, they use removal on it, or if they sap it, you kind of you you'll definitely feel bad if they sap it, but <laughs> you don't feel that bad if they sap your Blink Fox.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Like Blink Fox is a fantastic card that could potentially be in some version of this deck, but three is like really crowded. Like you have um you have miscreants, you have raining party, you have SI seven agent uh, you have Van Cleef, or and you just have Coin Michael pick. So like those are all turn three plays um that are in the deck. Like it's it barely even has room for uh Blink Fox. But it's a good card. And if there were a lot of value based decks out there, like Blink Fox would totally see play. Um so I think we've talked uh at this point, we've talked about a lot of the cards that could conceivably be in this deck or are actually in this deck, but um, I think it would be helpful to go over, uh, I guess, the weaknesses that this deck has and some that it does not have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, I think an interesting place to interesting place to start is that, um, kind of like any other tempo deck, like this this deck is really good at not running out of steam, but it can run out of steam. Hmm. Um, I think particularly against uh, Control Warrior and Bomb Warrior, which are the best matchups against this deck, actually, at least according to the stats.
1: So even better than Token mm-hmm. Druid, I see.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's uh, you know. Aggro decks, decks that are trying to assemble 30 damage and just, like, put it in your opponent's face, they are spending their cards to do face damage. But if they spend all their cards and they haven't done enough face damage and the opponent is, like, able to undo their work, maybe through a hero power, um, you know, an armor up or something, then that can put these decks in a really bad spot. And uh, right. this deck is absolutely not immune to that. It's really good at not having that happen because so many of its cards create value, like Raiding Party and Evil Miscreant both draw cards. Um and, you know, among other things, like a Myra's Unstable Element just means that like you can blow your cards as irresponsibly as you want and then draw all the stuff you need to assemble lethal.
1: Yeah, ideally, ideally as irresponsibly as you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> if if things are going well, you're just eviscerating their face on turn three. Um, But it's uh, it can run out of gas in it with slow draws or if your opponent just has all the answers or you don't pace your threats well enough such that you like lose too many of them to one card or something like that. That's
1: one of the few places it just sort of will flop, is if it's if it's legitimately top decking. Because a lot of its best things to do are gonna have combo, like
0: the miscreant, for example. Yeah. Or like Heist Baron basically has combo.
1: Yeah, it's it definitely
0: is a combo, and
1: yeah. getting. But like you said, getting them to that point is not easy because they have so many high value cards. Yeah, it's um. Miscreant and Rating Party are both basically three for ones for three
0: mana. Absolutely, yeah. They're both they're like even if you prep Rating Party, you're still up cards. Which um, is insane. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and you're gonna be up mana too if you play the waggle Pick and then a Drag corsair right? Like it is just it is a crazy amount of value. Uh, and the deck is really just chock full of that stuff. So, like, also, you know, a card like Captain Greenskin, if you have a pick equipped and you play Captain Greenskin, that is almost like drawing a card. That's, like, almost better than drawing a card.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like getting, drawing a card and it costs zero. Because right. it's already
0: in effect. Yeah, you're, it's like, it's like drawing an eviscerate and playing it immediately. Um, it's, it's really strong. So, This is a deck that's hard to run out of resources, but it can. And playing a control deck against it and forcing it to run out of resources is a good way to win. That's not an easy game to play. And also playing control deck on the ladder means you have to do a control mirror. But uh, it is when I lose in it spectacularly when as I'm playing Tempo Rogue, it's often because I've been, you know, depleted. Mm hmm. And I just, I'm facing down an opponent that has over 20 net health, and I have like two cards in my hand and like an empty board. That's just the end of the game.
1: Yeah, I think the way the deck has been evolving has also been going more towards the face idea and, and further from maybe trying to do combos with King Togwaggle, which only makes the fatigue strategy more effective.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, I found, um, uh, my, I initially crafted and included Togwaggle. Because I thought it would do better in Control Mirrors. I thought it would be... Or not Control Mirrors. Again, the Control Matchup. I thought it would be a way for me to, like, eke out value in the late game. um, Such that I can, like, win games that I otherwise wouldn't. But I actually find that, like, uh, the games I win against Control are the ones where I just explode before they can deal with me. And, like, I'd rather just have the deadly poisons.
1: Right. You'd rather just get to that point where you have the advantage... Rather than try to need to make up for it with the clunky legendary,
0: yeah, and like by the time, um, you know, by the by the time you can play togwaggle like reliably in a lot of games, uh, between having to draw it and actually having to like meet the conditions to play it, like they they all their their answers are turned on, so there's not much you can do between the togwaggle and whatever you get off of it that's gonna like your opponent's gonna fold to because they probably have a bunch of stuff in their hand to deal with all of it they could just like brawl or warpath and it's all dead or like yeah you know it's it's uh it's cool it's also it's really good in a mirror where you guys have been just going toe-to-toe if you can resolve heist baron like you are super favored but it is not good in the control matchup
1: right yeah it (sighs) playing catch up like is gonna to be tough against that control player. Like they're they're gonna have like seven or eight cards in their hand at the point where you either could have killed them with deadly poison and not need to worry about any of them, or didn't, and now you're not gonna beat their eight cards with King Tomlail. You know, yeah, they're, they're not. they they're they're generally in the position of either having the answers but not having the time to play them, or not. So you just gotta make sure the first thing happens more, and that's a more effective thing than using King Togwaggle. I think that's often how it ultimately is, but that that still means that if they can
0: do their strategy better, it'll work better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's that's like an interesting point, and it's like almost a um it's like a hard lesson to learn, but uh making your deck focused is almost never the right way to tech your deck like making mm-hmm. your deck uh, yeah making your deck less focused is like just not what you want to be doing even if you think like you're including a silver bullet if the silver bullet is off plan it's rarely the right thing to do sometimes it is like the the world of Golacher crawlers mm-hmm. um, but you know a two mana two three is like barely off plan for any deck
1: exactly um, yeah you have very but... hard lessons so <laughs> that's a tough lesson
0: it it is it's a really hard lesson. I mean, I've experimented a lot with um and there might be a right way to do this. I've experimented a lot with like putting Acidic Swampoos uh and um the the one mana one two, what is it called?
1: Uh um, like, Blood Cell Corsair.
0: That's the one, Blood Cell Corsair. Um I've experimented a lot with trying to fit those into this deck Because I feel like they'd be good in the mirror. Uh you know, sniping your opponent's waggle thick is amazing. Uh, but, like, it's hard to know what to cut. You know, at that point, you're looking at cutting, like, a Cable Rat or Deadly Poisons or, like, a really good card. Um, yeah, it's almost you know, counterintuitive.
1: Deckhand.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, and you'd think, like, okay, well, you know, I'm in the mirror and I have these tech cards, um, so I'm slightly favored. And, like, even if that's true in the not mirror, uh, you now just have a bunch of narrow cards that don't do anything and um you know maybe they can get your opponent super collider but like you're not usually losing to that you're losing to like that plus everything else and if they just use it and attack once like they got the value added it already so it's tough to uh it's tough to learn that lesson and like even then you might not even be super favored in the mirror because you have a bunch of cards that are like aimed at swinging the game a little bit then your opponent just instead of having those cards just has cards that'll beat you right so it's it's uh it, it's a hard lesson to learn that like sometimes those tech cards are just not good <laughs> it's
1: you know and and the, like the the another reason it's the toughy as far as the actual decision like do i include this card like the acidic swamp it was do i play this card i mean that card also sounds like it could be good against waggle right yeah. So if you're rogue playing, you're like, well, I wanna beat Warrior more and I wanna beat their super colliders and that's one of the most difficult cards for me to beat, you know, should I add acidic swamp? Let me ask myself that question and be like, Well, it will affect my other matchups as well, which oh wait, it's gonna be great, maybe against another rogue. Um so, it can get really murky and complicated, trying to weigh all of the different decks and then the frequency that you play against the decks and the frequency you beat the decks and then but really, you do need to think about like how often the card will actually do something useful,
0: yeah, that's true. How often is it just gonna be like a three two that you play on curve um how often are you gonna just hold it in your hand and then die with it in your hand? Yeah, uh, that last and...
1: thing is so easy to underestimate, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's really easy to like, it's easy to forget about that because, um, you know, that's uh so in, in a matchup that's not like Rogue or Warrior, you're going to just play this card and it's going to be a, you know, a two mana, three, two, woohoo, you might deal three damage with it. Uh, you're probably killing a minion with it. Um, but like, so you're against Rogue and Warrior. Let's say you're against Warrior and you just, you hold your two drop in your hand the rest of the game. Great. They're stoked about that. They're so happy about that. They uh, would
1: include a card in their deck to make you do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's like at that point you're like you're not even really beating your opponent, you're beating yourself. Um and if you're playing in rogue like uh that's actually a place where it's reasonable right because like if you play it and take them off their hero power like that's that's good you know on turn two that's a really nice piece of value if you take a waggle pick off later in the game like that's potentially good too um you know maybe they get a little bit of value off the the death rattle or maybe they don't maybe you screw them up um but the case where it's rotting in your hand is the case where like they're not playing waggle pick and they're not hero powering um I don't know if your opponent's doing well in that case, but it sounds to me, if they're not hero-powering, like they're playing cards.
1: Yeah, they're doing something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you have a card in your hand that's not doing anything, and they're playing a bunch of cards. So like that's not super good. Uh, and you know, I think a great way to just like have that card and have it be terrible is if you just didn't uh, snipe the hero power with it. If you held it for waggle pick and just let them have a the hero power. Um, yeah. I think that'd be a great way to just have that card be a terrible inclusion that would like reduce your win rate as a player. <laughs>
1: Which is frustrating because killing a waggle pick can be really awesome sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's the dream. That's the value dream that you want. But, like, you know, you're playing in the tempo tempo mirror. It's a tempo matchup.
1: And another problem is that a lot of players, well, so because of the deck, you will accidentally be in the spot where if your pick suddenly dies, it's good for you. So that happens all the time. Yeah, And then also, good players will arrange for that to be the case if they're suspicious their opponent has weapon removal. So let's say it is, like, the dream scenario. It still might actually not be the dream scenario. Uh, the, you mentioned Henchclad Thug is going down in prevalence for this reason, and that totally makes sense. You don't want to bounce your henchclan thug with your waggle pick and you're drawing waggle pick and winning with it every game because you're using raiding party you use that card not in your deck and now that's also going to make acidic swamp who is less good against you
0: yeah yeah it's it's um it's definitely like yeah, it's it's hard to know it's hard to know like what the right way you know if at all to tech with this deck is and like that specific card is like the one that i think that jumps to mind but i uh i don't know i haven't really seen too much discussion about it and i haven't like seen it coming up in any top lists or anything like that um which is kind of a tell at this point given how prevalent this deck is and uh how how well it's doing like if teching for the mirror was the right way to do it people would be doing it already
1: Or teching in that way, at least, yeah.
0: Teching in that way, yeah. I mean, the decks are already, you know, the decks are already teched for the mirror, basically.
1: Because they're teched for every deck. That's part of the effectiveness of the roguish tempo strategy is that it kind of beats almost every single Hearthstone strategy, period. Yeah, right. Except Um, for the super funky ones.
0: Yeah, right, it can still lose to some wacky stuff, but there's not a whole lot of that in the meta right now. No, sadly.
1: As much as I was enjoying making many, many Lucent Barks and how that <laughs> was working for a brief period, it does not seem to be a thing. It's not It's not the new Hadronox. Um, <laughs> so maybe you, know, you could also count that as a thing in the deck's favor. But, I mean, it mostly sounds like we don't, do we not have advice on how to beat this deck? Is is this just a, if you can't beat them, join them situation?
0: I I think that there is I think that there's a couple pieces of advice. Um, if you want to beat people in Hearthstone, uh, play Lacky Rogue. and hey, get good wait. at doing the mirror. <laughs> so yeah, join them. Uh, but I mean, we can also talk about a beat them. But I think the the specific join them advice, like, it's not just play this deck and win. Um, the specific join them advice is like don't trade as much as you think you want to trade less than you think you should just go face your opponent will kill your minion will kill their minions for you a lot of the time and you'll be really happy that you went face because when you eventually draw a bunch of damage cards it's going to be lethal
1: that sounds yeah the the face of the place that's <laughs> that's evergreen
0: advice right there yeah right that's that is that is true hearthstone uh hearthstone advice just do not think attack your opponent's face so that is that is a hard lesson to learn
1: but Um, it shines through in in that mirror like you said how how meaningful it is for actually winning that mirror
0: yeah it's true uh definitely also actually one card we didn't mention that is like relevant to basically that advice specifically is life drinker oh yeah yeah that is a card that uh is I think considered at this point like a must-have in the deck, and it's fantastic in this deck because um, it's it's reach. It puts you up life if you're playing in the mirror, and uh, bouncing it with that Waggle Pick is awesome.
1: It's yeah, synergized with Waggle Pick. The three three, another three three. Um, yeah, is a great body, and <clears throat> as the deck becomes more common, and and just having the life advantage means more. it just gets better
0: definitely um I think the other you know the other advice which you can probably speak to more than I can is uh playing warrior and playing control
1: yeah it's it's a tough it's a tough time
0: out there against huh. the
1: rogues because i mean really like like i said the, they can do so many surprising unpredictable funky things depending on which cards they've decided to use and then things like leroy and waggle pick can just be completely overwhelming um and also you know because of the lackeys like that makes the whole like the plan of like brawls and warpath to just clear out your opponent's cards doesn't work as well when all of their cards are split into multiple cards Yep, absolutely. So, Evil Miscreant will make two more minions, and then those two minions could make two plus more minions, and you really... You only get advantage off of cards like Warpath and Brawl and AoE removal effects when you're getting rid of cards that your opponent committed to, and and you'll be getting rid of portions of cards, and they can portion them out. That's the... Piece of yeah. of like that's, that's a big way that the deck is different from a token druid because token druid is strong, but a it doesn't definitely doesn't have the reach of tempo Rogue So that's one huge difference there. Like token druid, if it has a, a board, can do insane things with it with savage war, no question. Like I guess their reach with you know if you give them a couple inches, they'll take a mile. Yeah. Uh Token Druid. Um Rogue might not be able to capitalize off of a couple inches as well, but Rogue can go from zero to sixty in a way that Token Druid definitely can't. It's um, true. But the the other thing is that Token Druid really will be committing cards in a meaningful way, often um, to try and fill out the board because it'll it'll play some big spells that are expensive. That it doesn't have many copies of that, like Whispering Woods or um, To the Forest Aid, The Forest Aid. (laughs) Um, That when you get rid of them entirely with something like Warpath or Brawl, that's a big deal. Or if your opponent, like, your opponent could even commit some buff spells, your opponent could commit a Soul of the Forest, and you can still get through with Warpath. So you can actually count, you know, oh, I got rid of this card from, from my opponent and this card and this card and this card, um, even though they're still making multiple minions out of one card, you can still fight it like that, but Rose, just like, they play one card and they get one or two cards out of it, and they'll play one of those two and then get one or two, and so they can just feel you out and and just portion their stuff out to kind of play around your brawls and warpaths or if you use your brawls and warpaths too early then they just then they just get you.
0: Yeah, they don't need to they don't need to commit everything. They can commit like a little bit and do just enough damage with it and just sort of like, you know, plink you for four or five every turn between their hero power and a couple low power, you know, a couple lackeys and like a miscreant or something. Um and then once you once you're forced to commit something to that, um you know, they can they can play the rest. But Warrior's in a great position because it has it's not just Brawl and it's not just Warpath. It has like the the uh dynamatic um it has like the hero you know some of the hero powers from Doctor Boom mm-hmm. will actually like help clear the board. Once Doctor Boom comes out, like every minion in your deck suddenly has Rush, which is amazing for fighting a tempo deck. It's unreal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like and that's that's a world where like that deck is also running Zilliax, So uh, I've lost many games where like I felt like I had enough reach to get through them and then they just like play a mech and then magnetize it and then gain like a million life and that's it.
1: Yeah. Crafting mechs is pretty overpowered.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so that's a really strong deck against this one. Uh and that is like a really excellent if you're trying to beat lackey Rogue, like that's what you want to target. And if you're gonna target anything, that's a fantastic thing to target. Um control is a good thing to play. Mm-hmm. But uh put your seatbelt on because some of your games are gonna be forty minute long forty minute games.
1: <laughs> yeah, if anyone else is playing the same deck as you'll we'll have to buckle up and it's still not a guarantee against Tempo Rogue or Lacky Rogue, though according to VS, the only decks that have a positive win rate in the metagame at all <laughs> are the two <laughs> warrior decks. Yeah. Which is which is wild. Um shout out to like murloc shaman and zoo warlock to be being not that bad against mm. lackey rogue but if if your game plan is getting minions on the board and you're playing against lackey rogue <laughs> you're in for a tough time
0: yeah it's it's not going to be an easy time for you that's um, really
1: i guess one of the biggest other differences but one of the biggest it, like if we're going to be like why is why are these warrior decks different from every other deck in the format There's certainly the hero power and the cards like Dynomatic. But there's also the fact that they can, because of either trying to bomb your opponent or fatiguing your opponent, they're not actually that concerned about building up a board to win the game. Mm. And that is one of the things that Rogue is very prepared to fight against. So that's kind of another, maybe maybe more significant actually, reason why those two decks are beating me. Lacky Rogue is that they don't need to get stuff on the board to achieve their plan. They just it's need true. to play some Wrench Calibers and keep stuff off their opponent's board.
0: Yeah, it's, um... Most of the time that I've lost to those decks playing Rogue, it's because I've hit the Concede button and not because they brought my life to zero. Because, like, mm. there just, just comes a point where, like, you count the amount of damage your deck can do and it's just not... It's less than their life total, and that's the end of the game. But that
1: really, like as much as i promote trying to think outside the box and finding other ways to do things it's pretty tough for any class besides warrior to put rogue into that spot because they just have so much damage
0: yeah and they have a sap
1: uh... so even if you were trying to build a wall like wall priest or something like that like you're still just at you're still just under their thumb because of that card
0: yeah, I mean that's that's uh, one one nice advantage that Warrior has is like it's not really that weak to sap at all because it has so many clear board clears and it's like bo- I, I guess Shaman and Warrior are the only decks that have that kind of board clear right now and Warrior I think just has like a much better suite of cards for con- playing control.
1: Definitely, especially after quality. I don't even like I don't even like talking about that. I can't believe they did that to me. I feel that is personally slighted.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, um, I, I hope that they revert that someday. <laughs>
1: like, Brawl should be eight mana. Like, if, if quality is...
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: On the other hand, on the I, I try to remind myself that this is a compliment, that I knew how good that card was the whole time, and they only recently admitted it. So I, I try to take it in stride, be like, they had to do that because it really was that good.
0: Um, yeah but uh i mean it got nerfed it got nerfed that hard because of the baku and gen it's like it's frustrating because those are not in standard forever they're not even mm, in standard anymore that's a rough way to think
1: about it i don't i I don't think about it that way but thinking that equality could be three and mm-hmm. that
0: it's not just because of those two
1: those two guys is uh a bummer
0: yeah i mean because th- i think at three it'd, yeah that would be a fine nerf and the card would still be like glorious but
1: it would be glorious at three uh now i'm picturing it yeah um might still so probably wouldn't be enough to keep it with this this rogue deck though yeah no, i don't think so at all i mean i think i think join is probably the pick here yeah it's it's probably the waggle pick here but <laughs> it looks like there might like like Merlock Shaman and Zoo Warlock are coming close to evening out the um the win rates and 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 being <laughs> being at uh, an equal win rate against this Rogue deck. So that if you're looking for inspiration, um maybe Token Druid as well. Um oh, yeah, Token totally. Druid so actually... be a sleeper here.
0: Wait, what's that? Token might be a token druid might be a sleeper here. Um,
1: yes, it's... that's another one. It doesn't have VS doesn't have data on it, but I would think something where you are making like an insane amount of guys and making them big and chubby in
0: an efficient way could actually be good against this rogue deck. I think so, because um, rogue is like this rogue deck can't really deal with like a bunch of two twos, like it's not it's not equipped to deal with like six two twos um it can like win through them but like if 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 those two twos come about early enough this deck is not going to have a good time
1: yeah if they show up out. all at once
0: yeah yeah and if they show up before the your your you know before the rogue has assembled lethal damage or like a plan to deal lethal damage yeah that that's one of the things though is that too often it's too late oh yeah cuz this deck can just it it can deal so much damage so quickly um, and like there aren't, you know, there's some tar creeper right now. There's like not really any speed bump that's there to stop it from just going face.
1: Yeah, what's his name? There's, like a lone defender or something like that.
0: Um. Oh, the uh, the two four. Yeah. Two six. Yeah. Oh, the bigger one. Yeah, he's around, but he's not tar creeper.
1: Yeah, he's he's just not cutting it. He definitely looks like he's good, and I think he is lone. I think he's lone. I think defending. he's good too. He's good, but he's not tar creeper. No, it's
0: too. You know, um, and tar creeper. creeper is amazing, but also like the lone defender guy is just very weak to sap in a way that tar creeper isn't. You know, because yep. tar creeper is like cheaper.
1: Yeah, uh, you don't. And tar creeper good. also
0: doesn't ask anything of you. That guy does.
1: Yeah, there's It's just not the same.
0: Nope. Um. Yeah, I think I think joining is the way to go. But like, you know, we'll have to see. So I think another point of discussion, if that's where we're going, is um, is anything gonna change? If so, what?
1: I think that decks like Token Druid, Murloc Shaman, decks that aren't weak to sap, essentially, is what that means. Decks that aren't weak to point removal and, and single target effects might continue to develop. You know, Dreamway Guardians making two 1-2 two is really good against this rogue deck.
0: That's true. So, they have to spend multiple cards to deal with that.
1: And it can also fight against the the reach, so it's it's got yeah. something going for it. And uh, I th- I think that those decks will probably get refined more and become more popular in response to this abundance of the rogue deck being played, and probably also more development in- development and innovation with warrior. Mm. Um, and then you know, uh, my hope is that some unpredictable stuff with like paladin or priest or something like that because i think they're mostly just sitting on their hands but i would love to be playing wild pyromancer in one of those classes or find some kind of way for one of those decks to work between and endless army and the priest resurrect effects you know it seems plausible that something that doesn't have to build the board could work which is kind of what Warrior has going for it. If you if you're if you're okay with your board getting wrecked and that actually makes your plan work, then that could be good against these rogue decks as well, but it's gonna take a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: It's I, um I think
0: Rogue is mostly just gonna keep kicking ass. <laughs> I think so too. I mean I don't I don't like the this is an incredibly young meta, so I don't think it's correct to just assume it's gonna be stationary. But um, I do think that if there was something If there was a solution to this deck, it would have happened already. So I think that this is probably going to be the strongest deck for the rest of the expansion. Mm -hmm. Um, Will we see nerfs?
1: Probably, but not soon. But I would have to guess that if this one deck sort of maintains this, you know, Jade Rogue type position where they, they did nerfs in the past just on precedent, it's reasonable to assume they would do it again Mm -hmm. and i think also they haven't you know in the past like year or two needed to nerf rogue that much and they haven't nerfed rogue that much um the caverns below i think you could just consider that as like a complete exception they've they've nerfed that card more than once uh, which once again i take as a compliment that's amazing. But it. I think you could just not even consider that a rogue card as far as rogue cards getting nerfed historically. And I think um, a lot of other classes have gotten hit just almost like arbitrarily, like Hex got nerfed. Um, <laughs> and the equality nerf in some ways is like, maybe like you could say it's erroneous in certain ways or, or not rational because the cards that it was nerfed for ultimately aren't around anyway uh or the way the reason it was nerfed the way it was aren't around anyway um so i think they're because of those reasons they would even be more willing to to hit rogue on a card or two
0: yeah i mean so which which do we think here uh if i had to i'll make two guesses um waggle pick will go to five mana that's one guess oh my and I think that that would actually, like, that would do a really good job of uh, quieting this deck down a little bit. It sure would. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know whether it would kill it, but I definitely think it would take it off of its dominant post, and the resulting changes in the metagame might be enough to kill it. Uh, my mm-hmm. second guess would be um, changing the way that Dread Corsair's cost reduction works.
1: Oh, so like, make it dur- like durability, or just something completely different?
0: Yeah, or or cap the amount that it can be reduced. Um, I don't know if they would do that because, like, the two arguments would be it's a classic card, so that, like, changes everything forever. Uh, And I think they'd like to avoid doing that. Um, Or I imagine they would like to avoid doing that. And the second argument would be, like, in order to get, like, a really fine-to-nerf, like, something like, oh, you know, reduce it, but to a maximum of two less. Like, it'd put a lot of extra text on the card. And... That uh is a templating issue, but also it's a classic card, so it should be a little easier to understand. Uh and it's not very hearthstone to have like a lot of text on one cards. These are all very simple cards. Mm-hmm. So um if I think the much more likely thing is uh the waggle pick nerf.
1: I would agree that that's the most likely, most reasonable nerf for selling a waggle pick, whether it is a five mana card or a three-two weapon at
0: four. Oh, that would be a good way to deal with Drake Corsair as well.
1: Oh yeah, because it would cost one. I
0: didn't even think yeah, of that. Yeah. That's fantastic. That that, that a... might be way better than going to five.
1: Treat it like Wrench Caliber, see how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> that was where my thought came from, but no, that um then makes the turn four thing not this completely obscene like the three blue eyes in one turn. Yeah. That so that's my first thought but also honestly very close behind is evil miscreant
0: yeah that was another thing i was thinking of
1: that card could be nerfed in a number of ways like i think it could be a 1-1 and still
0: would get played like all the time uh Oh, yeah, three? Yeah, absolutely. It barely matters that it's a 1-5, especially because some of the lackeys can just change it to a different minion.
1: Right, but the fact that it's a 1-5 is fucking insane sometimes. Yeah. So Um, that could be a reasonable nerf, something to the Miscreant, or even Raiding Party, I think, is another. Like, it's it's really, really, really good in the deck. It's only in Rogue. It's also really swingy and can also feel really bad to be playing against if you're like oh they had prep rating party again so that also if we if we take this perspective where the company blizzard and we don't just care about the win rates of cards we also care about how people feel this i think can also potentially be a feels bad card
0: i think that's a really good point um i don't think they'll hit miscreant because uh you know lackeys is like some synergy that they have and there are cards that synergize with lackeys so like it would hit this deck, but it would also hit other decks. I think that they would go for something like raiding party or waggle Pick. Um, I really like bringing Wagglepick Pick to three two. By the way, that's my favorite. That's my pick. I'm changing that to my pick. Uh, yeah, we can agree then, on that one.
1: And I didn't mean yeah. changing the lackeys themselves. I meant changing evil miscreant.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean though. Is like if you make that card worse, uh, any lackey based strategy um, is is dampened. So like in rogue, that, yes, and that's that's a mechanic they pushed for rogue.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Though, like, on the other hand, even when you make this deck less of an obnoxious Leroy tempo deck and make it into more of a comboy lackey deck, it still is really
0: unfair. Yeah, it's it's a very very strong card. Um, but I think that like it's a strong it's a strong enabler, and like I think that's okay. Uh, because this is the class that can like take advantage of it the most, so I think it's fair to give them. You know the strongest thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You no, know, yeah, no. They've they've shown. You're right. They've shown, and I think it makes sense. I, I like that they do this. That if it is in some way meaningful to these other cool synergies, they would like to lay off tampering with it. Yeah. And the also, I think they don't like it. Like if they can avoid it, they'd rather nerf an older card than a newer card. Because like, nerfing a newer card is kind of like a like, if you nerf a new card, it means you haven't learned anything <laughs> um, to some extent. Like, I'm not saying maybe that that's... I'm saying definitely that that's true. And so, if they... That's another reason to maybe go for raiding party.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that, like, designing... You know, card evaluation is hard, and that's both true for the designers and for the players. So i think that if they make a newer i think there's some there's some advantages to nerfing a newer card there's some disadvantages disadvantages that that changes around for a long time um advantage is that like eventually the card will rotate uh whereas if they nerf an older card if they nerf a classic card then that's around forever then again something like rating party um is nice because it's neither classic nor did it just come out so they can nerf it and say like well we never saw this coming and uh you know, it's not like we nerfed this new, cool, synergistic card that we we pushed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just nerfing kind of an old thing that we made offhandedly.
1: Yeah, I think that that's what they would like to do, but if a card is too strong, i.e. waggle Pick, they might not be able to do that, and they'll be forced yeah. to nerf the newer card. And another reason to leave Raiding Party alone, I mean, look at it, it's so cute! It's just, oh, put some pirates in a weapon in from your deck in your hand. Like it's such an innocent, comboy, fun-looking card that could never be a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it's neat because um, it's actually seen play in multiple decks now, uh, that had vastly different strategies. You know, King's Bane and and now this one.
1: Um, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess I need to dial back maybe my lack of of rogue nerfing. But once again, in my defense, that's kind of not even like a rogue deck in the same way oh, that yeah. cavern to below is. Uh, they they're both rogue decks in the same way, and they're both not tempo rogue decks at all.
0: Yeah. They. Um. I mean, part of the reason that they they nerf that. Uh, they nerf the king's deck specifically the life Steel card is, um, because it was not rogue like like. Rogue is not supposed to be able to protect its life or gain life back very well.
1: Especially not by smacking people with a giant weapon. That's like
0: definitely a death knight's job, not a rogue. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's like, you know, Draxus or a warrior at least.
1: Or like um, dark when when you when you play the death knight Uther, that's yeah, that's Uther. what you get. You get a big weapon with life steal. That's very <laughs> different from just like a generic rogue thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's not roguelike at all. Uh but yeah, I, I think I would be pretty surprised if this deck didn't see some kind of balance adjustment, though I agree with you that I think we're not gonna see it like super soon. I think that they're gonna let this one fester for another couple weeks, which I, I also think is the correct choice.
1: Yeah, this is it's not like it's not over sixty percent in either of the numbers, or at least it hasn't been consistently. It's still less bad than J Druid last time and I think oh, it's yeah. still like you said, very young metagame. Super young They're, it's too early to call it, you know, like like we, we can we can bring it back. We can <laughs> we can revive life here. Uh there's a lot more development to be done, a lot more to be learned.
0: Yeah, this isn't like this isn't like the, the last set of a year. This is the first set of a new year. So like the la- you know, in the last set of a mm-hmm. year, um, everybody knows what the strongest cards are. Like when that that set comes out, it's gonna have the smallest impact of any set that came out that year because it's being added on top of the largest card pool. So if you imagine all cards have the same, you know, expected value and it's like inversely proportional to the total number of cards, there's the most cards. All those cards are gonna have a small change. Mm-hmm. Um But also like people have kind of figured out the strongest stuff to do, like decks have come and gone and you know, the decks that are around are like ultra refined versions of the strongest strategies. So um, if the meta doesn't change very much or one of those strategies gets a new card and just sort of like skyrockets in popularity, it's usually pretty obvious that it's going to just stay like that. This is a world where like we probably haven't even seen all the best decks yet.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, but at the same time hard to imagine having played ladder every day and trying yeah. new things and and seeing new but but seeing new new spins on old things constantly that there will be a completely different thing but it happens every time
0: <laughs> yeah every time it's uh i mean you know this is it would not be the first time and it certainly won't be the last um so yeah i think it's too early to call i think we'll we'll it'll be another two you know one or two one and a half to two months before we see any balance changes
1: but yeah I agree with that, but at the same time, I would also bet money that right now people at Blizzard are testing waggle picks that have three power and waggle oh, yeah. picks that cost five, and maybe even raiding parties that, you know, do something cost different, cost four, you know, get one less pirate. You know, like
0: the, the, they just draw you one pirate, or
1: I don't know. Something like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a, that's a tough card to nerf, actually, now that you... Like, cause if, on its front face, it would be so bad if it just drew one pirate for three mana.
1: What if it was two
0: mana? Uh, that's interesting. They they seldom do that. They seldom, like, change the card in more than one way. But, uh, yeah, if it were two mana, just drew one pirate, then that would be um, very interesting.
1: Yeah, they don't, like, completely making it... Like, it almost becomes a completely different card if you change a it rework, yeah. too much, and they don't They don't like that because they kind of, and I appreciate this, they took sort of this artistic responsibility. They're like, this is what this is. This is what Reading Party is. And they feel some responsibility to the players to be have integrity and and keep that honest and and keep, you know, we said this is what Reading Party is. We're going to keep this what Reading Party is and if you tweak the text too much that doesn't work out i think they did that with patches
0: they yeah. they they tweaked it too much sadly i, I don't know what that. else
1: they could have done they needed rush right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no i agree with you i think um patches is a good example uh and i i agree with you that they tend to not they tend to not change too much about the card um i also think that's an interesting like that's an interesting uh meta design decision like when you have a game about building a collection of things like cards to not change them is like it makes them more real i guess it makes like their identity more static you know it's not like uh league of legends where i own these champions that are just constantly changing um it's like uh it's it's a different game where i have like sap's always going to be sap viscerate's always going to be viscerate um you know one day they might cost more mana or less mana but they're not going to do something different
1: it's an important part of the game that is is easy to forget about.
0: Oh yeah, but um, yeah, it makes it more analogous to paper card games, which I think is e- it makes it easier for the player base to like quickly understand it and uh, makes it more accessible.
1: It makes it more fun. Yeah, that's that's um, relevant every now and then when I'm playing this game. Am I having fun?
0: Oh yeah, I uh, that that's. That was an important lesson for me to learn um, when I was doing the League of Legends ranked ladder many many years ago. Is like if the first time I get upset at something that happens, like just like literally upset, that is my last game of the day.
1: Yeah, that's another. That's maybe a good piece of parting advice: is if you get upset trying to beat Rogue, it's either time to take a break or,
0: like we said, you can join them. Yeah um i think that's a reasonable place to end uh so yeah yeah i mean if you if you like our content um please follow us on twitter uh twitter.com slash last or facebook.com slash last if you happen to still use facebook you can send minion memes to us um about uh rogue nerfs or something
1: that'd be great
0: Um, yeah i would i would actually really like unironically love that (laughs) um but uh if if Otherwise, you can get our content on um, all kinds of places like iTunes or Google Play. Uh, we have it to be hosted on SoundCloud, so you can find us there at soundcloud.com slash Last Turn. You could just search Last Turn on iTunes or Google Play and we'll come up, uh, which is pretty cool. And you can also go to lastturnhs.com. We have links to like all of our relevant stuff there, including our YouTube channel, which has um, our podcast is also hosted there. So if you're the kind of person who likes to listen to podcasts on YouTube, uh, which I absolutely can understand, then I do that. Um, yeah, I, I uh, I've heard people like I've heard people talk snidely about it, but I totally do that. It's
1: convenient in some like certain podcasts. You want to watch them, like the people are that engaging, or sometimes they're showing stuff that they're talking about.
0: Yeah, and I, or like um. I think that a lot of YouTubers fall in this camp, where like actually, you know, seventy percent or more of the value of the video is in the audio, and so if you have the audio playing in the background, like Contrapoints is a good example. So, like Contrapoints, fun to watch because she does a lot of really cool costumes. But uh if you just listen to the audio, you get like the vast majority of the value out of each episode. Anyway, you just can find like our us. podcast on YouTube, just like us. <laughs> so, uh you can find us on YouTube, and yeah, in the meantime. Um, good luck trying to beat rogue it's definitely the best deck right now
1: that is definitely clear if you have any tips that you'd like to share with us your thoughts comments questions tweet us facebook us we're also on instagram once again mm. at last turn hs you can find us in all those places
0: yeah totally um and uh until next time we will uh, see you next turn see you next turn folks